What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering King World Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. I hope you had a wonderful week. I pray all is well with you and your loved ones. And I'm believing alongside you that this weekend will be a great weekend. And I'm hoping that you will spend this weekend fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and seeking the Lord. And speaking about seeking the Lord, I just want to go ahead and really encourage you all with tonight's episode title, The Counsel That Matters Most. That's right, The Counsel That Matters Most, y'all. I know many of us, you know, we look for counsel in our parents or perhaps we look for counsel in our our Christian leaders, right? Um, Those who are our pastor, our mentor, perhaps some of us look for counsel in our teachers, Um, perhaps we look for counsel you know, and on different sites that speak on different topics, right? Um, you look for counsel, you know, from a trusted friend or from a trusted relative. But on tonight's episode, again, I just want to encourage you to seek counsel that matters most, and that counsel comes from the Lord. And before we dive further into tonight's episode, I just want to go ahead and just share this with you all. Tomorrow night, I'll be going on Brother Luther Goddess YouTube channel. I'll be ministering the word of the Lord there. And I just want to go ahead and just encourage you all to tune in. Um, the Holy Spirit will truly bless us and encourage us as we just hear from him, um, from the word of God and what he is speaking to us in this season. And how can we, you know, just continue to remain positioned um, to not miss what it is that God wants to do in us, through us, for his glory and for his glory alone. And y'all, listen, this is also the continuing of our summer long, right? Us talking about topics like relationships, marriage, singlehood, courting, and also certain misconceptions between such topics and so much more. And so if you guys have been enjoying the summer episodes, please go ahead and make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with your friend as well. So that way we can reach more people and help them to, to master their trust in God. I believe, especially in our time right now, mastering our trust in God is truly vital and it's, it's truly necessary. And honestly, y'all, I don't think we can survive another day if we do not yield to the Holy Spirit and if we do not learn to discipline ourselves to master uh, to master our trust in God, right? To trust in God. Because truly, y'all, when we trust in the Lord, we have protection from the Lord. Uh, we have uh, security in the Lord. Uh, we have um, grace, right? And especially when we continue to just place our trust in Him, we know that again, you know, He is the author and finisher of our faith and our life. And also, you know, He's faithful. You know, His word is true and He is so sure to make sure that we see His faithfulness as long as we are on the earth. He is faithful to bless us to see His faithfulness. And so now I just want to go ahead and continue to just dialogue with you all. For those of you who are listening, um, wherever you are, you are more than welcome to just don't take anything that you feel that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you uh, throughout this podcast episode. So, um, speaking of again relationships and singlehood and all of that, those of you guys again who just you know enter the dating world, um, or maybe those of you who are currently in a relationship and you're just trying to navigate whether uh, this is God's will for you for you to be with this person, and if you guys should proceed to the next step, the next step I would say would be. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, an engagement in the near future. Or for some of you, perhaps uh, you already, you know, are an engaged couple and you're just trying to figure out whether you should take that 
next step meaning um, to marry that person. But perhaps you still don't quite feel settled in your spirit if this is the person that God has you to marry, if this is the person that God has ordained to be your uh, future spouse. And for some of us, it's not even that perhaps you may be in a relationship or even in that stage of engagement. Maybe you're in a season of singlehood and you yourself are trying to figure out whether this is the season that you again should step out of faith and start dating and how should you date, right? Um, especially for those of us who are Christians, you know, we don't really want to conform to the patterns of this world and the Bible lets us know that that shouldn't be the case for us. We should be transformed right by the word of god we should renew our our mind by the word of god and we should live a life right that values the word of god and not just value the word of god but we live according to the word of god and so you um, are a person right especially if you're a believer a born again believer you're a person you want your life to be yielded by god you want your life to be yielded by the spirit of god and honestly y'all especially when it comes to tonight's episode the counsel that matters most if your life is sincerely needed needed by God or yielded by his spirit trust me God is faithful to meet you where you're at especially when you're asking him for wise counsel especially when you're asking him um, for discernment on a person or a, a, you know give you discernment on a situation to know what it is um, that he wants you to do next or if this is in fact his will for you now uh, before I go ahead and proceed I just want to quickly go ahead and share this quick story with you. I remember um, last year, not too far from this time, right? I remember there was a matter that I brought before the Lord. And um, the reason why I brought this matter before the Lord again is that I want to be a person that is yielded by the Holy Spirit. Um, yes, you know, um, I'm a person of faith by God's grace. There are times where I take certain steps of faith, right? Because again, the Bible lets us know that God is pleased by our faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. But however, there are certain things that I don't want to go ahead and proceed forward with unless God gives me the confirmation or unless God lets me know sincerely this is in His will for my life. Uh, because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm in God's perfect will and that I am, in fact, in alignment to everything that God has for me um, in regards to His plan for my life. And so, I found myself, you know, I was in this situation and I just really wanted to gain clarity from God. And this is the thing too, y'all. Like, even if you're a Christian or a believer, there are some times where it seems like God is very silent on a matter. And sometimes when God is very silent on a matter, I want to encourage you to not be disturbed because you can't hear him. But instead to press deeper in prayer and to even perhaps even fast about the situation and just wait patiently on the Lord. And I'm telling you, my friend, God is faithful to truly answer you. And as a matter of fact, there's a, you know, a, a few scriptures that I want to go ahead and meditate with you all tonight. And you can go ahead and just notate these scriptures as well. Um, but again, back to the story. And so this matter, y'all, I would say, um, let's see, I would say in the month of June, it began to really overwhelm me quite a bit. And the fact that it began to overwhelm me, I said, you know what? I need really for God to really give me this clarity. Um, I need for God to give me this clarity by a certain deadline, okay? Because <laughs> it was it was based on a decision that was very much so a time um, um, a time based decision. Like I had to make the decision um, within a time span, right? I didn't want to 
you know, miss that time frame. And so I said, you know what, I need to just really say that I God that He needs to truly allow me to have clarity by this time, right? And so I said, God, you know, by this month, I need to know if this is your will for me. If not, then I'm just gonna leave it behind. I'm just gonna let it go. And I'll know for sure this is not your will for me. And I know that whatever is your will for me, it is best, right? It is better. And whatever um, you say that I should do, it is what is best for me again, right? And so God, at the time when I prayed, and I prayed several times, I still wasn't able to hear uh, God's voice on that matter. Like, I didn't have any type of sign telling me whether I should proceed or whether I should step back, right? And when you find yourself in this situation, it kind of... It, it kind of really does overwhelm you because you don't know um, what to do. And so you feel stuck, right? You feel stagnant. And you feel as if life is not even evolving because this, this issue or this matter or this situation is constantly on your mind because it's very important, right? And so I remember, you know what? I remember again, um, there was there came a point in time where again, like I just completely surrendered um, the matter to the Lord. And I said, you know what, God? You, you know, you see my heart, Lord. You know, I'm, I don't want to be a person um, that goes out of your will. You know, I submit my life to you. I yield myself to you because at the end of the day, God, I don't want to disappoint you, right? And from that being said, y'all, after that prayer, I spent some time just really still before the Lord. And again, I didn't hear anything. Even after that, I still didn't hear anything. I didn't any unction i didn't see again any signs no confirmations i remember i reached out to a few other people that i that i trust who are well seasoned believers in the faith um to you know gain counsel from them and um you know they 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 gave me counsel and they were praying for me as well but yet they too um you know they weren't receiving any response from the lord and also on my end, I was still not receiving any response from the Lord. So I remember during that time, I just decided to sit stillness. And I just, you know, was what was taken by the call. I was just remaining content in the season. And I was reminding myself that God is faithful to answer me because again, I have yielded my life to him. And I have given him complete access to every area of my life. And I remember there was a time that I just, again, you know, just praise God, um, even though I didn't know what to do next. I just kept praising the Lord. You know, I kept reading my Bible. I kept doing um, what it is that God has already has given me to do for that season. But then, y'all, listen up. This is what happened. This is what is so profound to me. So the month that I had given to the Lord to give me the clarity on that matter, guess what? It passed. So that month passed. But although that month passed, there was a particular a statement or this particular letter that actually had the date of the month that I asked the Lord to give me clarity on. And I was just blown away because this is this is the thing, y'all. Sometimes we want God to answer us um, during a specific month or during a specific day. And sometimes when the day passed, we assume as if God didn't answer on that day. But let me tell you something. God did answer on that day. And this is exactly what God did for me concerning the situation. Although that particular month passed, God allowed me to have received a letter, to have seen a letter with the initial date that I had given him to give me clarity on. 
And so when I saw the, the, the Moss Pass, y'all, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm going to be honest. I was like, my gosh, like God still didn't answer me. What am I supposed to do? You know, and so I just kind of felt very much so uneasy. But guess what, y'all? God, he indeed was faithful to answer anyway. And from that experience, y'all, it even more so strengthened my my complete dependence on God, knowing that even at times when I'm when I'm praying to the Lord, even at times when I'm praying, it may seem as if He's not answering. He is answering. And at times, even though we may assume like He's not answering, God is still again. He's still testing us to see where we are in our faith in Him, and if we will continue to. Excuse me, fervently continue to pray and seek his faith. And I'm the reason why I went ahead and shared that story because again, I know perhaps some of you, there are certain matters you have been bringing before the Lord, and you're like, my gosh, like I cannot, I cannot see it, I cannot see anything, I cannot hear anything, I don't hear God's voice on this matter, and I'm afraid to mess up, right? I'm afraid to make the bad, you know, a bad decision or the wrong decision. I want to make the right decision. I want to make sure that the decisions I make is according to God's will. And so, my brothers and my sisters, I want you to be encouraged by this word. And I want you to be encouraged by this episode that you can trust God. Like, literally, if you are seeking God for counsel, trust me, He is going to answer you. But this is what you have to do, y'all. This is what you have to do. You have to be like David. For example, let's quickly go ahead and go to the book of Psalms. This is one of the meditative scriptures that I encourage you to meditate on. And it's Psalm 130, verse 5. This is what David says, y'all. He says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I'm going to say this again. Psalm 130, verse 5. This is David speaking. And he says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Really, I saw myself in David's shoes, right? Um, when it came to that matter, I just was discussing earlier during this episode. My whole being was waiting upon the Lord to, to give me the clarity. Because in myself, within myself, right, I wanted to please God with the choice that I was willing to make. And I wanted to make sure that choice was in His will. Amen? And so literally my whole being was waiting upon the Lord because I knew God's, God's um, um, clarity or God's answer towards me. It had... It had weight right it had a weight and i knew that if, if again indeed god says yes then guess what it's yes and that's the yes that i need if indeed god said no guess what that's the no for me as well if god says yes then guess what that's that's a yes for me but if god says no that's also a no for me and he again says in the latter part of uh, psalm 135 and his word i put my hope in his word I put my hope. Maybe many of you, you've received a word from the Lord. Maybe even some people have prophesied to you about certain things and said God was going to do this and that for you. But here you are, you know, time is clicking and the thing still has not manifest. Still not have, you know, it still didn't come to pass. But guess what? This is what David is saying. He said, in his word, I put my hope. The thing is, y'all, we have to come to a place in our faith where we become immovable because we have hope in the word of God and because we know that God he himself said that his word is final his word this is what God says right he says in his word he says in scripture that the heavens and earth will pass away but my words endure forever so if God himself Yahweh Elohim right El Shaddai 
if he himself said that his word will never pass away, then you can, in fact, put your hope in his word. Your hope in his word is not in vain. And David had that revelation in order to have written this psalm, right? I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. So I encourage you, for those of you who are listening to this episode, do not give up putting your hope in God's word, whatever that word may be. Maybe God's word for you is that he will heal you of the sickness that you have. Continue to keep your hope in that word of God. Maybe the word that God gave you is that he said that although that your family didn't have anyone getting married or having healthy marriages, that you yourself, you will be the first in your family to get married and to have a healthy marriage. Perhaps God's word for you was that you were going to be the first person in your family to graduate college and not only graduate college, but in fact, you would have a thriving career. So continue to put your hope in God's word, continue your life, whatever word he gave you. And listen, above all, let's put our, our hope, right? Let's put our faith in God's written word and the Holy Bible. God has said so much in his written word that we ourselves could continue to put our hope in because again, we know his word endures forever. Now, back to the title of this episode, the counsel that matters most. The counsel that matters most. One of my main goals for this episode is that I wanted to give you all this episode in order to encourage you to understand that when you are willing to seek God for wise counsel, when you are willing to seek God for wisdom and clarity, that moves the heart of God and He's pleased with that because you decided to seek Him before you decided to seek other people. When you show God that you are seeking Him to give you direction on a matter, you're showing God that you see Him as your shepherd, you see Him as your again, heavenly Father, you see Him as your God, you see Him as your Savior, and you see Him as your Lord. So when you do that, God indeed in his in his you know in his faithfulness, he is going to give you that clarity. He's going to give you that insight. Speaking on God's faithfulness, I just wanted to choose you guys to quickly go ahead and open your Bible page to Isaiah uh, chapter 30. We're gonna be reading verses 18 to 21. Hear what it says, y'all, concerning God and how faithful he is as well. It says this, y'all. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. I'm going to just pause on verse 18. I just want to say it a second time. I just really want you to really meditate on this just now. This is what the word says. It says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. Do we understand what this is saying here? God, he is gracious. And he is waiting to be gracious to you. What is gracious? Well, he is willing to show you favor, extend you grace. He is willing to show you mercy. He literally positioned himself to show you mercy. And so when you approach God in prayer, what you're doing is that, again, you're showing God that you have placed your trust in him. And that he is the one that is, again, he is the one that is the head of your life. He is the, the one that has the complete um, control of your life. You have given God even your control, right? So that he can, in fact, be the one to mediate everything. He, he is the one that is able to guide you in everything. You have given that right to God. This is what true surrender means, is that you give God complete control. 
to every area of your life so that he can govern every area of your life. And now let's continue, y'all. And it says here, For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. This is the latter part of verse 18 in Isaiah 30. For the Lord is the God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. We see again waiting on the Lord. It's being highlighted to, highlighted to us right there as well in Isaiah 30. We just read again in Psalm 130 verse 5. David say, said, my whole being waits, right? He said, my whole being waits. Wait on him. He's waiting on the Lord. In the latter part of verse 18 in Isaiah 30, we see again the importance of waiting on God. He says, blessed are those who wait for him. I love when scripture always put the blessed in front of the statement that is that is perceiving that we're blessed. Blessed are those who wait for him. And so literally, even before the blessing comes, it says that you are already blessed because you are waiting on God. So literally, this is saying that because in fact you have positioned yourself to wait on God, God himself is making sure that you will be blessed. He's making sure that you will be blessed with his provision. He's making sure that you will be blessed with his grace. He's making sure that you will be blessed with, again, his counsel, his wisdom in order for you to be on the right path, in order for you to make the right decisions, and so forth. Let's continue. It says in verse 19, Isaiah 30, verse 19, For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. I want to repeat that part, that latter part of verse 19. It says, he will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. Like I was saying earlier, when I shared that story with you all, I had given the Lord a deadline had given him a specific mouth to give me clarity and the reason why I did this y'all again is because my time frame was very sensitive and I knew I needed to hear from God because I knew this thing that if <laughs> if I didn't have a word from the Lord during that time frame further down the line it would not be pretty right so I needed him to break through in that moment and I needed him to to answer during that 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 time frame but although Right, and, and, and from my human perspective, although in, in you know the natural time, right, we live in Earth, so we are bounded by time in a way. But God is not bounded by time. Although the month that I had given God by faith to answer me, to give me clarity, had passed, God answered me that specific month, and He literally showed me that He answered me that specific month because when I had received that statement or that letter, that letter literally had that month on it. Though that month in the natural path of that letter was already set with that date that I had asked God to give me clarity that matters before I made that decision. And this is reminding me of what we just read again in verse 19, the latter part of verse 19 in Isaiah 30. Again, I'm going to say it again for those of you who are taking notes. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. So he is willing to be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. The sound of your cry could be a literal cry. Maybe some of you, you've prayed to the point where now you just are crying out to God. You're crying out to God deep within your soul, deep within your spirit and telling God, God, I only have you. God, only you can, can resolve this matter for me. God, only you can take me from this low place and lift me up. Only you can put me back together. 
or perhaps it's it's not a literal cry. Maybe it is praying. You've been praying. You've been praying nonstop, just like the Bible says. You've been praying without ceasing, even though your eyes is open and you're speaking and dialoguing with other people. You're literally praying in your heart to God, even though people don't know that you're praying to God. But literally, it's like on and on and on each hour of each day. You are praying to God and you're asking God to guide you. The Bible says that, my friend. It says, as soon as He hears it, He answers you. He answers you. He answers you. Even though you may not have seen the answer, but listen, He has answered you. He has answered you. Now, all you need to do is just wait. All you need to do now is just wait. Listen, listen, He has answered you. The answer may have not reflected yet in the, in the natural, but he answers you. He literally answers you. And surely he is going to make sure that answer reflects in the natural for you to see with your own eyes. But during this time, while you do not yet see it with your own eyes in the natural, what are you going to do? How much you position yourself to receive that answer? Are you going to say in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of despair, in a state of disappointment, in a state of resentment, saying, God forgot about me, God is not answering me, I don't know what to do, or are you going to be like David, who said, my whole being waits, he said, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, when David said, my whole being waits, this literally means that he was communing with God, communing with God, he was praising God at the same time, he was just making sure that his eyes was on the Lord, that his heart was on the Lord. He was making sure that he didn't spend an hour without reflecting upon that matter and make and, and reminding himself again that only God can give him the counsel that matters most. And that is the reason why again Hobi was waiting. Because David knew that he couldn't receive the victory from uh, other people. He couldn't receive the victory from outsiders. He knew that his victory came from the Lord. And all that he did, the reason why it prospered is because of the Lord. my whole being with the Lord. Let's continue now, guys, on um, Isaiah 30. We just read verses 18 to 19. But I want us to quickly just read as well um, verses 20 to 22 in that same passage. It says, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. So in verse 20, y'all, when it talks about the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, God knows that many of us, we find ourselves in a situation where we have been tired, we have been weary. He sees that, He knows. God is not surprised by that. He sees what He knows. But even though you have been you have been given this bread of affliction, right? This water of affliction, this bread of adversity. God, guys, God is not hiding himself from you, right? This is what the latter part of the scripture says. Yet your teacher will not hide himself from you. So literally, when you find yourself in a predicament that is heavy, where you feel like you, you can't get any help from outside this. When I say outside, does that mean like other people who perhaps are well off than you or they look or appear well off than you. Maybe they're in a in a um in a place in life that you wanna be but you don't see how you can make it. 
so this this scripture is saying, you know, God sees you where you're at. He sees you in the season that you're at. And he is aware that you are in a place where you can't get out by yourself. And though you might have thought that God was hiding himself from you, God, God was there the whole time. God was there the whole time. He probably wasn't near for you to feel him tangibly or for you to witness him doing a wonderful work. But yeah, he was still in the background. But the scripture says there comes a time where God is going to make himself what? He's going to make himself known to you. The scripture says he will not hide himself anymore. But by the instruction of the Holy Spirit, I believe it's saying that he will not be far off anymore, right? But he's going to come near to you. And the reason why he's coming near to you is because he wants to give you counsel. He wants to give you counsel. And he wants you to hear yourself, whether that's audibly or in your spirit. He wants you to hear yourself. Him saying to you, walk in this way. You're going to hear a voice and he wants you to know that that's the word that's telling you, walk in this way. Some of you, the walk in this way for you in this season is for you to walk in this new season. It's for you to walk in this new opportunity. It's for you to walk in this relationship that he has ordained for you. It's for you to walk in freedom. It's for you to walk in joy. After so many seasons where you've had trials after trials, God is saying, no, this is the time for you to walk in freedom, walk in joy, walk in deliverance, walk in peace. And so, why why is this the counsel that matters most? It's because that, y'all, when God is the one that is speaking, whatever that was causing you to have depression or anxiety, it can't cause you to have you know, depression or anxiety anymore. I want to just quickly go ahead and just pause and share this quick story again with you. I remember there was a time where um, I was praying, and then after I prayed, I remember there was something that was troubling my mind, and literally, because the Holy Spirit saw that it troubled my mind. He said something to me. He said, you know, don't dwell on what I have delivered you from. Don't dwell on what I have delivered you from. And I want to um, also show you guys in contrast the difference between that and also dwelling on the faithfulness of God. There are some of us, God has rescued us from things. If we were to tell other people, they would say, no, that's not true. Because if that was true, you would not be here today. God wants us to dwell on his faithfulness. But to be quite honest with you, there are certain things God does not want you to dwell on, even if it was from your past, even if it was bringing a good outcome at you know at the end of the day. But God knows that there are certain things from your past, if you dwell on them, guess what? It's going to cause you to be stuck. It's going to cause you to go in another cycle of depression. It's going to cause you to become so paralyzed that you're not even want to go forward you're not even going to want to go forward and fulfill your purpose and come in this life and so god could see that and he said you know don't dwell on what i delivered you from there are times where the enemy try to attack your mind he try to attack whether you're good enough or ready enough to do what it is that god has called you to do and at times he does this by trying to highlight your weaknesses or by trying to highlight a season where it wasn't that joyful or it didn't show necessarily where it is that God is trying to lead you to. So he's asking me again, don't dwell on what I delivered you from. There are some people God delivered them from 
certain addictions and yet they're still dwelling on that addiction instead of God's faithfulness, instead of God's peace, instead of God's joy. Amen. And so I don't know why I share that tonight, but if you find yourself just dwelling on things that you know, if you keep on dwelling on it, it's going to feed that thing, right? It's going to feed you uh, to want to go back to those patterns or go back to those cycles or to have, it just causes you to not even receive the free grace and the free joy and peace that the Lord himself has given you. For those of you who have surrendered your life to Jesus, he's saying to you tonight, don't dwell on what I delivered you from. This is his counsel for many of you guys tonight. Don't dwell on what I delivered you from. Because if you keep dwelling on what he delivered you from, if you keep on dwelling on what he rescued you from, it's going to cause you now to not even have clarity to hear his voice when it comes to the very thing that you were praying for God to give you clarity on. And so I hope that you guys will truly take the time these next couple of days to really wait upon the Lord and to continue to pray unto Him for those of you who have been asking Him for counsel and for wisdom and for guidance. Because many of you, you find yourself throughout a time frame where you have to make some difficult decisions, life-changing decisions, you don't want to do it in a haste to make the wrong choice. But at the same time, you know you don't want to be too slow to make that opportune time. I want to encourage you to keep on praying. But at the same time, be still before God. Give yourself to Him. Remember again that He is gracious to answer you. And for those of you who wait upon Him, He already says, even because you have waited upon Him, you are blessed. According to Isaiah 30, as we read from those verses, and lastly, to close this episode, I want to share on um, this last meditative verse with you, and that is James 1, verse 5 to 6. And James 1, verse 5 to 6, this is the only um, scriptures that um, I, I received or I got from the English Standard Version. All the other scriptures we shared tonight all came from the New International Version. And so James 1, verse 5 to 6 says, y'all, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in oh faith without, without doubting. But let him ask with faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. I'm going to repeat this again. James 1, verse 5 to 6. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him but let him act in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind sometimes the circumstances causes you to doubt sometimes the circumstances causes you to doubt and it causes you to not walk in faith but you have to be rebellious towards the circumstances to the point where you don't listen to them but you listen again to your faith you listen to your faith in God you listen to the word of God and you remind yourself of the word that God already has spoken to you even when it seems like the word may look delayed or the word may look like it's far off because you see like the circumstances, they're more difficult and they're piling up on top of each other. This is the time where you have to be like David and you continue to keep your hope in, in the word of God. And you listen to what James is saying in James 1 to 5 to 6. You do not doubt, but instead you ask God in faith for wisdom. You ask God in faith for that clarity. You ask God in faith for that direction. Because if you begin to doubt, what happens is that you're saying to God, I don't receive the wisdom that you have to offer me. I don't receive the blessings that I'm asking you to give me. 
because you see even when it comes to Jesus every time when Jesus was doing a miracle or every time when he was speaking profoundly to the disciples and he really wanted them to understand what it is that he was conveying concerning God's kingdom kept saying to them you know receive right even before they were baptized by the Holy Spirit on Pentecost he said to them beforehand he said receive my spirit right to receive so God wants us to be a people where we receive what it is that we're asking God for even before it even manifests in our lives. And so even for those of you who are asking again God for direction, God for clarity concerning what it is that you ought to do in this season. Should you remain still? Should you remain where you're at? Or should you step forward, right? Should you take the leap of faith to do something new? To experience a new outcome from previous seasons. And so, my friend, at times you have to receive in faith in advance that God has already given you the wisdom, though it seems like in your mind you still don't have that revelation. And you say, God, thank you for the revelation. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the guidance. Thank you for the answer. Because when you do that, this is you showing God your faith as well. And as you show God your faith, again, the Bible says God is deep by our faith. And if he is in fact deep by our faith, he is willing to move on your behalf to give you exactly what it is that you have faith to receive. Thank you y'all so much for, for you know, tuning into this episode. I pray that this episode was able to really encourage and bless you where you're at in this season of life. And um, I hope you guys stay tuned. We have one more episode and that's going to launch um, next week. It's going to launch next week, September 23rd. This year, 2022, summer officially ends September 22nd. But because, you know, we have our episodes each Friday, I'm going to go ahead and close us out um, with the summer-long episodes on relationships, marriage, courses, and all of that. Next next Friday, y'all, September 23rd, 2022. Thank you so much for staying with me this evening. I hope that you guys are blessed. And remember, all things are possible by Jesus. Until next time, keep that secret. This is the 16th Until next time.